and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and so pleased to be joined by Michael Hinckley. He's President and CEO of Bus Hive, and they're a vendor partner member of NSTA. So, Michael, welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. Thank you, Kurt. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm really looking forward to today. So thank you for having me on. It's great to, to have you on. I think I want to start out with having you talk a little bit about Bus Hive and you know the services you provide and and your you know relationship over the years with NSTA. Sure. Well, Bus Hive started many years ago in 1997 as a company that I started called Easy Bus, and the idea was that we wanted to make it easy for a mechanic to track maintenance, and so we wrote maintenance software for keeping up with DOT and regulations and. And then we followed that with a personnel product called uh, Easy Driver, which was to track driver training and, and keep on top of regulations and all the things that go along with, uh, with making sure all your, your drivers are up to date. And then we really had our eureka moment, which was when one of our clients said, you know, the thing that really gets us the most is the field trips. It's all the changes people want to make and keeping on top of what's going on with field trips. That, if you could handle charters and field trips, that would be the best. And so we wrote a trip product and eventually we changed our name to Bus Hive because we, we thought about it and it, it seemed as we spent years in the industry that a bus company is like a beehive. You have all these different functions coming together, whether it's mechanics or, or trainers or whether it's the dispatchers, all of this has to come together to get all of the customer requests and turn them into trips where we can take people from here to there it takes a lot of people working together. And so our suite of products ended up being really focused on trying to allow a bus company to perform its operations with as much efficiency and as little friction as possible across maintenance, personnel, uh, and dispatch. Yeah, and I, I think now that you, you mentioned the, the beehive analogy, I think it makes a, you know, a lot of sense. One of the most interesting things about, you know, doing these podcasts is to kind of find out the background of folks and how they got involved in, in student transportation. And everybody comes, you know, at it from a very unique place. So love to hear your background, Michael, and, and what led you into the world of student transportation. Well, when I started this, I had everything going for me, except I knew nothing about school buses. I knew nothing about programming, and I knew nothing about running a company. But other than that, I was all set. I was a math teacher <laughs> in upstate New York, and uh, I was teaching math, but I was hired. When they hired me, they said they did something they never do today. This job doesn't exist anymore. They said, and it only existed for about maybe six or seven years. And the job was, you're a math teacher. We just spent $500,000 on a computer network. Why don't you run the network? You're 23 years old. You've got a bachelor's in math run our computer network for us. And they essentially made me, uh, that's the time it was called a sysop or, or an IT person. And I was mm -hmm. to basically go all over the district implementing technology. And probably the most, and event, I worked with the director of buildings and grounds because we had to turn all these English labs into computer labs. And one day he paged me and I remember where I was standing when I got the page. I was in front of the high school and I saw the page and I went to see him and said, you know, you've been doing all these, he said, I've been doing all these things for you. It's about time you did something to help me. <laughs> and he said, we're overwhelmed in our bus garage trying to keep up with all of the, 
the things that are that are you know all of the different requirements for DOT. And he said, "There's got to be a better way." And so, before I had kids, I was uh, had lots of time on my hands. I went to Barnes and Noble. I bought a whole bunch of books. I read for six months about how to write a program. I bought a license of Visual Basic, and I started writing what became the first version of EasyBust. And the guy loved it. He, the mechanic, loved it. And so he said, "You know, there's a thing called NIAP, which is a." A trade show in Albany, New York, where all the once a year they come to see you know what's new, and he said you should get a booth there. So we got a booth, and we set up at NIAP, and we're showing people the software. And a guy walked up to me from upstate, another upstate school district, and he said, you know, I really like this. I'm going to get you a purchase order. And I said, wow, I didn't even know what a purchase order was. And <laughs> he literally drove back to his district right from my booth, and an hour and a half later came back to my booth with the purchase order in his hand, and he said, I want one. And I thought, well, I'm gonna have to learn how to do whatever a purchase order is. And 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 I have my my first client, and uh, there's still a client today, so many years later, 23 years later, and from there it just kind of blossomed. Yeah, that's a that's a great great story, and and I can I can really empathize with you because back in the day when I was working in the assembly speaker's office in New Jersey, I was director of constituent relations, and at that time, and I think we're probably talking about the same same time frame there were issues with the printer and and it was a dot matrix printer and somehow I solved it. And so then I added the title of director of constituent relations and data management, my title. <laughs> I could <laughs> essentially fix a printer and, and, and troubleshoot. So I think we probably have a lot to talk about, uh, you know, at some point, you know, over a pint or two. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's great, you know, companies like yours, and the evolution. We all know that student transportation, school bus contracting is just, you know, very, you know, complicated in terms of the number of moving parts, you know, that that we have to keep track of in the industry. So why don't you talk about what kind of features uh, BusHive offers and how, you know, your company can assist contractors in keeping up with federal and state rules and regulations? So yeah, the the features that we have, and as far as keeping up with with the state rules and regulations, I mentioned earlier that we like for maintenance, we do let you track all your oil changes and, and things of that nature. And for for the drivers tracking in California, they have what's called TO1. We allow them to track all of their TO1 data. Or in New York, we have Article 19A, and we allow them to to track all of that and print out the forms for that. But the thing that's been more recent for us is, like I said, is the the trips. And there we get into some of the more of the complexities, like when you grab somebody to do a trip because something just came in, are they going to go into overtime or not? Did they just do a trip and uh, now they're they're going to have too many hours for the day, uh, or 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 are they going to do a trip that they're they're not qualified for? So we we ended up really focusing on some of these issues that are a lot more difficult than just saying has it been three months since you changed the oil. But getting into all of the work the person is doing and knowing whether or not they're into overtime or knowing what trips are before and after, tracking IFTA for for mileage, this has become sort of the the latest uh, area that we're that we're really been working on for the last five or ten years, and trying to make it all easy for the dispatcher to manage. And that's that's the trick is is having something that they'll use. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Now I know that you have a you know you feature a centralized driver profile. Can you tell everyone what are the benefits of these profiles? Yeah, sure. So the driver port profile is really sort of analogous to something that came out that was a big success 
about 15 years ago, which was a field trip request module. And the idea was that, you know, a lot of what happens in this bus hive and this beehive of transportation isn't just in the four walls of your office or even in the school buses themselves or the charter buses themselves. A lot of what's going on in one case would be like your people requesting trips, your your coaches, your principals that are approving them, getting that whole process move, moved online is a huge efficiency gain for the people back in the office trying to dispatch where they don't have to be gathering all that data. It just comes to them. And so we use that really sort of as like the model for taking the driver's lounge and making it virtual so that all of those interactions, whether it's posting trips for them to see what's coming up, allowing drivers to sign up for a trip, allowing them to print out their own schedule, print out their own itinerary, put in all of their post-trip information. And in a world of COVID, we started having, we saw a real shift of, first of all, people saying, you know, our driver's lounge is sort of a liability because the idea of packing a whole bunch of people, you know, shoulder to shoulder signing up for trips is not the best thing. And the other interesting COVID change was when we were starting to ask people years ago about like, would you be interested in having your drivers be able to sign up for a trip on their phone? One of the objections was, well, they'd never learned how to do it. It's, it's, you know, it's too much technology in their hands and, and it's just not feasible. But there were a lot of schools or, 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 and, and private operators that in order to keep paying their drivers, they had to give them training classes and they actually had to log in. And in through the through the pandemic, they would log, they had to get themselves a login and take these training classes and really use technology in order to still have a, a role to be paid for. So we actually found people saying, you know, a year and a half ago, our drivers probably wouldn't as a group been able to do the technology. But now so much has moved online. So many people now are used to working online that it's now feasible to implement a driver portal for them to be able to to handle all of those communications online. And the last piece of it is integrating with messaging and emails so that that driver gets a text message when they uh, uh, when the trip changes, for example, and you get a text message. So if a driver was to get sick the morning of the trip and have, wasn't able to do it, you can set it up so that everybody from the head bus driver to the dispatcher to the owner of the company, if you want, they'll all get a text that says, Bob's sick this morning. He can't do the trip. So immediately everybody knows. So you know, improving the communication, improving that efficiency and the workflows while allowing people to to do what used to have to be done in person, shoulder to shoulder, you know, it's a it's a game changer for uh, for dispatch. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is probably a good time to mention that NSTA, you know, is is having a webinar on utilizing technology to support your school bus drivers. And and Brian Mann from Hive is participating in that that we held today. Uh, February 2nd. So, you know, Michael, thank you for, you know, allowing Brian to participate. And I think one of the areas that we are putting a focus on as an organization is, of course, you know, our uh, driver recruitment and retention efforts and a special uh, focus on retention because keeping, you know, those drivers engaged and within the system is just so much easier than having to go out and continue to recruit. So, Mm. so thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. One final question. I know we talked about a lot of the mechanics of, you know, rules and regulations, and but we we didn't kind of lean on ops a little bit, the operations side. But I know that Bus Hive has features to make financial uh, information easier for contractors to to access. So maybe you can talk to us briefly about, you know, what features you do have. And I'm going to answer that by way of 
a story. I was thinking about this, about this question of, 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 our, of the finances and the features. And I remember about 15 years ago, a member of NSTA who's still a client of ours and is, is a longtime member of NSTA purchased our software. And they opted to have us fly out to do, to meet with them in person and to do custom work to custom build much of the dispatch functionality of the software. And so we flew out, I flew out there with a developer and I, and I visited this person ready to listen to what they needed and what, what kind of new feature we, we could do to sort of tackle what you're talking about, which is bringing together the invoicing and the billing and, and profit loss and all that kind of thing. And when we get there, the person shows me the software they're already using. And he starts explaining to me how it can do all these reports and how it can do, it can give him all of the revenue in such a way, in such a way, and it can print out this and it can give him, it, it puts at his fingertips all the information he needs. And, and this, the more he's talking, the more excited he's getting. And the more he's talking, I'm thinking, well, I'm glad you already bought my software because you sound so, you should be selling this software, let alone using it, let alone, <laughs> you know, me replacing it with our product. And so I said to him, I said, finally, when he finished, I said, I have to ask you, you seem to really like all the things this product can do. Why are you buying, why did you buy our software? Which, which as at the time, it didn't even work the way he wanted. We were going to have to do custom work to get it there. He said, because this right. product has one thing working against it. It takes a half an hour to enter a charter. And I realized in that moment that, that this was a, a key aspect of writing successful software. It's not a matter of checkboxes. Anybody, there's probably about 30 or 40 kids in your local high school that could write a program that could figure out profit loss or figure out or, or, or do an invoice or figure out what your, uh, what your billing is going to be. But writing a product that all of your dispatchers can quickly use to quote a trip, enter a trip with all the different variations that you have for billing and for payroll, for them to be able to get that trip in in a matter of a minute or two minutes, and then at the, at the same time have the back end capable of aggregating all of that data and whether you're pushing it through an API to an accounting package or doing profit and loss, um, giving you that all of those features that you want, that's what takes decades in the business is to have a product that, uh, I, I, I was thinking about this, it's not what the software can do, it's what it will do. And what it will do is a function of not just the features, but of how usable it is for the people on the front lines who are entering the data. And you're trying to remove all of the trust that you have to have that not only is somebody capable of doing their job, but they're constantly crossing T's and dotting I's on all of the little formulas and all of the little sticky notes they have to remember in order to quote a trip or in order to dispatch a trip. Removing all of that from the equation then allows you to get the most out of the software. And that's what we've really focused on. And in speaking with the same client in the last few months, he actually happened to mention to me an offhand comment. He said, you know, we're, they were getting some new software and some new things. He said, boy, I'll tell you one thing. My people love your software. He said they love using it. And that really meant a lot to me because I think back to that conversation 15 years ago where it took them half hour to enter a charter. And I think we, we've come a long way. And that, that's, I think, what I'm most proud of. And that's what takes the time and the effort, the energy is, is getting the software from what it can do to what it will do. Yeah. And uh, Michael, you telling that story just reminds me sometimes, you know, like when we buy new vehicles and they have all these bells and whistles, and, and, but they're, they're not useful if you, they're too difficult to access. 
and and so or or even back in the day if you remember like all the features that folks had on vcrs that they could never wrap their heads around so it's a yeah it's a great story and you know i think it, it does indicate the importance one other importance you know we just had to postpone our midwinter meeting key largo florida because of the effects of the covid19 pandemic but Interestingly enough, I think it speaks to the importance of the continued live engagement with, you know, with people. You know, we're getting on Zoom calls and even when we do these podcasts, but nothing really replicates the ability of folks to get together, you know, in person, you know, on site to, to kind of go through the ins and outs. Uh, I think you find out so much more information than, than we have over these periods where we had to rely solely on, you know, the Zoom and the remote access to each other. So I think it, it's a great story. As we close, Michael, a lot of great information you provided. If folks want to learn more about Bus Hive and your products, where can they go? Well, we have a website, and you'll be surprised to hear it's bushive.com. It's a www.bus. It's not Bushive, which is the way people, when they see my business card, say, oh, you're from Bushive. No, it's bus, <laughs> B-U-S, H-I-V-E. Dot com and you can sign up for a demo there and like you mentioned brian mann is happy to to walk people through the software and uh, they can learn about some case studies on there as well well great hey michael you've been a great guest I want to thank you so much for joining us at nsta the bus stop once again michael hinkley he's president and ceo of bus hive thanks for joining us michael it's been a pleasure kurt thank you so much